The life of Mexican revolutionary Emiliano Zapata was the stuff that legends are made of. Born and raised in a tiny village in the small south-central state of Morelos, in 1911 he led an uprising, one strand of the larger Mexican revolution, against the regime of longtime president Porfirio Diaz. He fought not primarily to fulfill personal ambitions, but for the campesinos of Morelos, whose rights were being systematically ignored in Don Porfirio's courts. Expanding haciendas had been appropriating land and water for centuries in the state, but as the twentieth century began, things were becoming desperate. The viability of village economies was threatened, and with it the cultural survival of the Morelian peasantry. Surprisingly, it was not long before Diaz fell, But Zapata then discovered that the other national leaders, Francisco Madero, Victoriano Huerta, and Vinastiano Carranza, would not put things right, and so he fought them too. He fought for nearly a decade until, in 1919, he was gunned down in an ambush at the Hacienda Chinameca. During his lifetime, Zapata was much loved and much hated. For many of the campesinos he led, he was El Hombre, the man. He dazzled them in the local rodeos, called jarapeos, in which he performed. He won their trust with his fairness and his persistent pursuit of their well-being. His deep, dark eyes seemed to penetrate their thoughts and plumb their hearts. When he entered a village, he was received with church bells and fireworks, but much of the rest of Mexico never understood the attraction. With its dreams of Europe and of progress, Mexico City was, in many ways, light years away from the countryside that surrounded it. It was here in the city that the Morelian hacendados spent most of their time, and here that the products of Morelian land and labor were consumed. The haciendas, in other words, were devices that served the capital. They were its means of exploiting the campesinos of Morelos while keeping them out of sight. Zapata hated the city and as it watched ominous Zapatista campfires burn in the mountains to its south, the city would grow to hate Zapata. Except for the short year in which Zapatistas occupied the capital, the Mexico City press consistently attacked Zapata while he lived, shaping national opinion in the process. For much of Mexico, Zapata was a blood-soaked bandit, a killer of innocents, the Attila of the South. Many of the peasants of Morelos were unable to accept Zapata's death. Some claimed the body that was presented to them as proof of his mortality lacked his distinctive birthmark. Others missed the mole they remembered, or wondered why the corpse included the finger Zapata lost years before in a roping accident. Zapata was not dead, they argued. A compadre who looked like him had taken his place on that fateful day. And Zapata was hiding in the mountains until they needed him again, or fighting in Arabia or for Hitler. For them he was too smart, too strong, too important, too symbolic of their cause to die, and in a sense they were right, for he lived on in their stories.